Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Welcome to the Big Little Business Show. I'm Paul Mumford and over there is the lovely Claire Horsley. Now I have to ask you about the whole beard thing. Not yours. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to point that out, Claire does not have a beard. We're recording this in lockdown at the moment and we've just been disturbed by John, Claire's lovely husband. And it's the first time I've seen John in lockdown and he's sporting a rather full beard. Now this is a, a no, this is a thing that's going on at the moment in lockdown. It's mm-hmm. sort of like sort of this sort of grow your biggest beard sort of lockdown challenge thing. I, I don't understand why men feel the need to have a bigger beard than someone. It, it, what's that all about? I don't know. Words fail me. Um, I just can keep thinking of the film Castaway. He looks like he's been marooned on an island for a long time. Um, I don't know what it is. I think it's a bit of a rebellious streak, I think. Um, You know, it's one of those situations where somebody says you can't do something, then you want to do it. So for for his job, um, he wouldn't be able to be sporting uh, the uh, Father Christmas beard. So, yeah, it's become a little bit of addiction now. And uh, for his 50th, I even brought him a beard brush, which I don't know why I did that, because that's encouraged him even more now to grow his beard. Um, but yeah, he's got, I was just about to say he's got rather attached to it, but I guess he would be rather <laughs> no, attached it's actually got, to it. It's actually got attached to him, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if the, the guy thing during lockdown is like the, the beard game, is there a female equivalent? I hadn't actually given it any thought, to be honest. Um, I hadn't given it any thought. I don't know. I'm just um, digesting the, uh, the presence of John's face every day, looking more and more hairy. He was a cross between Papa Smurf and Father Christmas. And Wolver- and Wolverine, actually. <laughs> Looks a bit like Wolverine. I wasn't getting Wolverine. <laughs> I wasn't either, but he's, he, he can dream on. <laughs> he can wish. Right, so every week on the podcast, we take it in turns to do the little interview and the little chat. One week it's me, and another week it's Claire, and today it's Claire's turn. And what are we talking about today, Claire? We're going to be talking about how you can run a business stress-free. Oh, yeah. Stress is a real big deal when you're running your own business and managing it's really important, isn't it? It is. It is. So we're going to be talking about what skills um, and techniques that we can put in place as business owners to continue to run our businesses as stress-free as possible. And who have we got? Who's in? We have the lovely Emma McNally from Achieve Your Greatness. And Emma's going to be joining us and sharing some of her tips and techniques um, with regards to her profession and what she does so we can yeah, continue to run our businesses as stress-free as possible. This is the Big Little Business Show. I run a neuro-linguistic programming training school. Um, so what that's about is understanding performance psychology, understanding the neuroscience, what's going on between your ears, and more importantly, how to apply these tools and techniques so that you can achieve greatness, whether that's in your professional life, your personal life, a bit of both. Um, So it's all about helping people to achieve greatness and to have success and have a better quality of life. Can you just um, explain a little bit more about what that actually means and what those words relate to? So the neuro part refers to our nervous system. It's then about linguistics. So Mm -hmm. um, language, not just body language, but also the words you use, the tonality, what you say, what you don't say, all of that sort of thing. There's language patterns. And then the programming bit is about change because it was created in the 70s. And the, the hip word for the time in America was programming because of the computer world. If we put those three together, what it means is being able to have some tools and techniques to be able to understand how we process information, 
and how we come up with and have beliefs, behaviours, emotions, and more importantly, how we can make change for all of those if they're not working for us. What would your explanation be about or surrounding the word stress? Now, this is a word that is used quite commonly in business or even in daily life, really. You know, I'm feeling so stressed. So could you maybe explain what, what is happening? We look at all emotions. Stress is emotion. What we look at is whether it's useful or not. Now, we all need a little bit of stress in our lives, okay? If we didn't have stress, we wouldn't get out of bed in the morning to go to work. We need some stress within our body, otherwise I think our heads will fall off if we didn't have some sort of tension (laughs) or stress. So we look at it as to whether it's helpful or not. And what happens is if you have a high level of stress, biochemicals such as cortisol, adrenaline, etc., get sent around your body. Now, we need a bit of it just to give that that pumping feeling um, and that, that feeling of being alive, alert, etc. It's if there's too much of it, that's when we um, need to think about how to change that because that can affect our physical bodies and our immune system. So it's really, really important to to look at how much stress have we got. Um, As I say, a, a healthy level is great, but if it's becoming too much, then to have some tools in terms of what we can do about it, especially within business. Yeah, that's really interesting, Emma, actually, because I've always um, previously looked at stress as stress is a negative thing, not being stressed is a positive thing. But it's interesting what you're saying um, and very relatable with businesses where that adrenaline pumping and feeling, you know, using that word stressed before making a really big decision or doing something new that you've never done before um, can actually maybe be a strength but to just have enough of that in order to give it your best and for it to go well. However, there, there, there has to be maybe a tipping point where, as you say, it's maybe a little bit too much. When you have emotions that are very strong, it can trigger different behaviours. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you think about how we take information in and filter it, that impacts on our state. And one of our states is stress. And that will then affect on our behaviours. So you may find that you're behaving in a different way than you would normally. You may find that physically your blood pressure has gone up. Maybe your heart is racing. Um, mm-hmm. You're breathing quicker. All of those those physical signs, as well as that emotional connection that you have with yourself and think, oh, hang on a second, I'm feeling like there's a little bit too much going on right now. That's that's the time when you need to be aware of it and then think about what you need to do about it. Yeah, and, con- and controlling that. I mean, yeah, I do know, I can relate to what you're saying um, hugely with regards to my background and my experience that before I've ever embarked on anything new, Um, something where I've been thinking I'm not sure how this is going to go I've never done it before you can feel your heart racing you can feel your palms getting a bit sweaty and it's about I guess would you say how you deal with that in that situation Um, because it actually can be very positive yeah absolutely so when you're doing stuff that's new there's a number of things to think about um one of the things to think about is is your plan and your outcome and being very clear uh, again I was listening to another one of your podcasts with Vicky who talked about visualization and knowing her outcome very very clear and we have something called well-formed outcomes which says you know thinking about the consequences of what you want and being really, really clear what it is that you're looking for. Um, And especially in business, you need to have a plan. You need to know where you're going. We're all in the same storm at the moment. It's all, we're all at sea as it were, but we've all got different boats. 
but we need to know where we're going. Otherwise, we're just going to be bobbing up and down. So one of the things is to know your outcome and to know what it is that you want um, and what that's going to look like and how you need to get there with that flexibility as well. Because I think that can cause a lot of stress if you're doing something new. It's, it's got to be this. Well, it's got to be that or better is tends to be what we work on, because actually then, you know, you can have that flexibility to move, especially at the moment. When we talk about stress, one of the things that causes stress is uncertainty. So if you can create some certainty by planning, then that's obviously going to help. I loved your reference there, Emma, to bobbing up and down and feeling lost at sea. Um, as I'm sure you're aware, we have our little duck that follows us around through the podcast and you've probably seen on some of the posts and Paul and I have made reference before about you know when you are a duck and you're you're swimming in this really large ocean of all these other ducks and you're not quite sure what direction to go and the current can be pulling you in different directions but it's those little feet that are flapping beneath the surface that um, can determine your direction as to where you're going. Uh, And you need to know where you're going because otherwise you just will bob. With that flexibility though I think that's really really key because because if you are going to, as you're swimming or, or you know, sailing across the, the ocean, if there is an iceberg, it would be good to have what we call sensory acuity. So actually notice it's there and to take some action rather than afterwards go, oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. There's been some talk about businesses and I'm sure there's some people listening who've experienced stress uh, within this the, the, these times um, and things are not looking now how they thought they would, um, how they maybe have been running their businesses and now not how they are doing that or maybe even can do that moving forward. So what advice would you give to these people who maybe are feeling stuck, who are not um, finding it hard to be flexible and um, to change maybe systems that they've had in place for you know quite a long time? This is all about creativity in my world, um, being as creative as, as you can about looking at options. So the first thing is to think about all of the things you could do. We call it auditory digital. digital. It's like the self-talk, you know, that little voice in your mm-hmm. ear? Um, yeah. That says, oh, yes, but. Okay. Leave the yes, buts till later. Okay. So mm-hmm. be creative. Think about all of the things, you know, write it all down, all of those things that you could do. Then you move into, okay, so which ones do I love in terms of those? And that planning. So how could I do it? I've been using a tool that says, what's the best case, worst case and likely case? And actually doing some planning around that. What needs to happen? And only once you've done that, you then let the yes, but we call it the critic back in the room and say, okay, so now let's evaluate it of, okay, what could happen and what do we need to do to make sure that this is successful? As soon as I started um, a few years ago, making lists um, and planning it completely transformed my business and I think although obviously we're talking about the COVID-19 situation now I believe this applies to any business whether how you know however long you've been in business whether you've just started whether you've been in business for you know 30 plus years um, that cycle of change is very prevalent all the time. So if you know where you're going and then you've got that strategy in place that when things happen, you know how to, you've got contingency plans, etc. you know how to manage around it, but also it enables you to see opportunities. So a lot of companies have really thrived at this time because they've taken their businesses online, they've done things outside what they would normally do. So yeah, having that sort of, having that idea of, of the plan, knowing where you're going, and if you've got the capability to deal with what's going on. 
a lot of business owners, they go into business because they're very good at what they do technically, maybe not quite so good at some of the other bits. So knowing what your strengths are and knowing what bits you need some support with and making sure that from a capability point of view, you're, you're always up there in terms of your skill level. So always learning professional development, personal development, making sure that you know how to steer your boat, you know how to paddle your feet, you know how to hoist your sail. You know what I mean? So that you're not bobbing around going, oh, if only I knew how to navigate, that would be handy. You know, so making sure that you've got those skills. So if you've got your skills, you've got your plan, you know your direction, then that's really going to help you steer your way no matter what um, through through to success. So I guess it's rather like if you're going to, I don't know, a destination up to Scotland and it's up north somewhere and you just get in the car and drive up north. Or what do you do? Do you plan your route? Do you plan what you look at where the petrol stations are, put the address in your sat nav? Um, it's kind of like the same same analogy really absolutely it? it absolutely I was doing that only a few years back um so my mom-in-law lives in Newcastle we got to Newcastle sat nav wasn't working and we were going on to the Isle of Skye and she said well you just go up and turn left well yes but there's a few more turns <laughs> so it is about knowing that direction totally and utterly and and having some tools in your kit bag in terms of awareness of when that stress level is becoming a bit high and then what to do about it so quick tips breathing okay so if you are feeling that you are um, having that level of maybe overwhelm stress whatever you like to call it start to focus on your breathing and breathe in for say three and breathe Mm -hmm. out for six so you breathe out for longer than you breathe in And what happens is your blood pressure and your heart rate will start to drop, okay? And you will feel better. The other thing is to physically move, okay? So if you're feeling that, give yourself some space. Go for a walk. Even if you think, I haven't got time, I haven't got time. Having that little break can be so, so important. Um, I heard a great story um, recently about um, there was a master woodcutter and basically him and his apprentice had been working for years and it was the final, final part of his apprentice apprenticeship and he was chopping wood chopping wood chopping wood and he looked across to the master and he was sitting there having a cup of tea um and he wasn't working half as hard as him it's like I've got this I've got this I'm gonna have the biggest wood pile and by the end of the day they chopped all the wood and they had a look at the apprentice's um wood pile and it was big it was huge Hmm. then they went and had a look at the master and his was massive and he said hang on a minute I didn't get that. How come you chopped all that wood? I saw you. You were having breaks. You were having a cup of tea. And he said, yeah, I remember to sharpen my axe. Love that. Yeah. So sometimes, Mm. especially if we're feeling stressed, just take a moment. Make yourself a cup of tea or whatever it is that's going to help. Go for a walk. Do something and then come back with fresh eyes. The breathing is such a powerful tool. Um, these, the you know, the sense as a business owner often as we feel so overwhelmed. Um, oh, I'm not quite sure what to do. I need to do that. I need to do this. Oh my goodness, what's the time? And you know, it's so much. Um, and that can happen at any point um, in your business. But it never ceases to amaze me how just taking that time back just to reflect um, and digest what's happening um, so often. Yeah, I can be much more productive once I've yeah, done that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and another thing is is not to get distracted by what everybody else is doing. That's another thing that can cause stress is you're looking at everybody else and going, well, hang on a minute, they're doing this, they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Focus on what you're doing. Focus on what's what's it right in front of you rather than predicting 
what may happen and what may happen that's great from a business perspective put some plans in place and then move forward rather than yeah but what about yeah but what about okay because anything like that is made up and um, in our world we tend to say if you're going to make it up you might as well make up something positive <laughs> so, yes. so do, do, do you think that sometimes people may um subconsciously be thinking something other than actually what's happening maybe have thought about something in their minds as to or misconstrued a message from somebody whether it be a visual message or uh, auditory do you think that that happens a lot in business oh yes Mm. (laughs) absolutely um we're we're all very good whether it's in business or personal life we we tend to be experts at mind reading (laughs) um we we're experts in knowing that oh i know what claire meant by that well maybe i do or maybe i don't Mm. um and in um what we like to talk about is how in terms of communication it's about rather than mind reading and guessing we go around their side first and ask and find Mm. out because if we are just assuming and we're mind reading what's happening then that's just the projection of what's going on in our heads that's not actually what's really there Mm. we talk about our mind being a projector rather than a camera okay so we're not seeing a snapshot of reality we're seeing our own version of it so and what we have is in our own minds we have these these filters um, called deletion distortion and generalization and basically the information we distort and delete and um chunk together um mm. based on our experience our memories our history so that's why if you know we talked about stress earlier with different <laughs> for different people that's mm. why some people respond in one way and another person will respond in another way because we're all different we've all got a different background history memories etc so yeah so so it's bearing that in mind that yeah you don't know what's going on in somebody else's world do you have any other tips we've talked about breathing to help you know our minds focus on what we're doing is there any other tips that you could share with us if you turn around and say oh gosh I'm so stressed what happens is those words impact on your physiology and as we talked about already that physiology will impact on your immune system um, Mm -hmm. and how you feel so then when you check into your body and go well how am I feeling your message that you'll get back is stressed rather than saying stressed Say, well, I'm not so relaxed at the moment. Because your brain can't um, process the word not, it can't process negation. So if I say, don't think about purple, don't think about purple, don't think about purple, you have to think about purple to then try and not think about purple. So if you're saying, oh, I don't want to be stressed, I don't want to be stressed, the message that's going in is stressed. Really fantastic. What about one more, Emma? Um, I think it's about living at cause or living at effect this is a big one okay so are you pointing outside of you and blaming anything and everything else for your circumstances or Mm -hmm. are you going yeah I I have got choice here and I have responsibility of how I um, act and behave at this time we have a little equation that says event plus response equals outcome so event looking at it at the moment, what's going on, say maybe COVID-19, that may or may not be within your control. However, Mm -hmm. your response is. If you're stuck in pointing and blaming the government, the restrictions, whoever you want to blame, that gives away your power. And if you've given away your power, you're then the victim and can't do anything about it. 
So Mm. instead, if you say, well, I haven't chosen that to happen. However, what I'm going to do about it is, and my decisions are, yeah, Mm -hmm. and then move forward. It shifts everything. It Mm. gives you the power back, puts you in the driving seat. And as business owners, we need to be in the driving seat of our own business. You've come up with some, such, um, you know, such powerful messages with regards to how we can ultimately take control of how we behave and how we react and how we can become uh, successful business owners and, and to run um, a less stressful business. Um, how do you implement these? Do you, is there any particular um, techniques that you regularly use for yourself um, as a business owner? Um, and whenabouts did you start using these you know how did this all come about your your knowledge and your experience with NLP so I discovered NLP 10 years ago next month actually um and I was in a difficult situation at work um things weren't great um things weren't great um in a number of different areas my my dad had been ill he'd been overdosed on the operating table I had to go into a for an operation and thought I was going to die all sorts of Mm. stuff it wasn't a good time for me Mm. and I learned NLP and it changed everything and I mean everything I use NLP all the time um and sometimes I find that I have to stop and think hang on a second so you know there's tools available all the time that we can use okay Mm -hmm. so the more we use them the more they become our habits and those habits then obviously impact on our behaviors and how we are so I run a business just like everybody else. I have to do my accounts and I've got all my plans and all of this sort of thing. I run a face-to-face business. <laughs> Which <laughs> yeah. like us to do face-to-face training. So it's been really challenging. Mm. What I've done though is I've used these tools and thought, right, what can I control other than what I can't control? Where do I need to take the business? What do I need to do? Just this week alone, doing some risk assessments for the courses that are coming up, just enabled me to focus on what I can control and bringing the decisions back. So when it's uncertain, being able to bring them back and focusing on, right, well, I can do this and I can do that. So Mm -hmm. if I spent my energy thinking about, yes, but I want to run my face-to-face courses, I will get nowhere. Um, I just need to think about what I can look after my clients. I can do this. I can do that. I can adapt. I can change. So, Mm -hmm. you know. In answer to your question, you know, we're all human. We all have good days, bad days, etc. But what I found with NLP is that it's given me an opportunity and tools that the bad day becomes a bad half hour. And going back to the analogy of your ducks on the on the water, you know, there will still be storms. Mm-hmm. It's just you know how to ride them a bit easier, yeah, rather than bobbing yeah. around going, oh my goodness, what's happening? What we do at the end of our podcast is uh, we ask some questions. It's just a bit of fun. What I would just like to ask you, Emma, to start off with is, do you have a favourite smell? I went to the Cabris factory years oh, ago, lovely. standing in the car park, inhaling chocolate. <laughs> it's, it's the best smell in the world. It is just, yeah, it's, it's my idea of heaven, to be fair. <laughs> my mouth is actually watering. <laughs> I, I've, I, okay, that worked. They, they have fresh chocolate that's literally just cut, just been Make oh, Emma, stop it. Have little cups of them. Oh, my goodness. My husband went back and queued and queued, and I may have followed him <laughs> just to get this like, <laughs> like five minute old chocolate. It's just out of this world. There you go. Oh, goodness. All right. That's on my list. Thank you for that. I now cannot stop thinking about chocolate. 
Brilliant. Okay, what about your favourite biscuit then? I really like a Twix, actually. Mm. Yeah, or Kit Kat. And again, because they've got chocolate and you can nibble the chocolate off around the outside first. That is exactly how I eat them. Yeah. See, we're, we're so similar, Claire, you and me. And if heaven exists, um, can I ask you, what would you like to hear God say when you arrived at the pearly gates? Um, I had a trainer once who was from America and um, every time we, we did something, she would turn around and go, great job. So that's, <laughs> that's always stuck in my mind of like, you took your time, great job, if you had an American accent. So, <laughs> or she, depending or on she. your... Brilliant. Great job. Love it. And um, yeah, love that. And, and may I say, you are doing a great job. A great job. So um, I'm not going to attempt the American accent because it will go horribly wrong. But I'm just going to say, yeah, great job. Thank you ever so much, um, Emma. It's been an absolute pleasure to hear the tips and guidance advice as to how business owners can run a business stress-free lots of tips in there and so thank you ever so much Emma if people would like to know a little bit more about what you've talked about um, where can they find you so I'm on social media um, and my company is called Achieve Your Greatness so the website is www.achieveyourgreatness.co.uk and so you can contact me via there this is the Big Little Business Show the podcast with bigger tips for small business Great job. Great that's going to stick in my head now all, all, all day. Great job. I know. I did think about attempting the American accent. Um, and I did actually play a part once in a show as an American person with an accent. But um, I'm not going to attempt it. But uh, yeah, great job. Great no, job. You, you've got to do it now. <laughs> no, I <laughs> don't want to. <laughs> no, I'm going to practice it first. I love what she was saying about the whole breathing technique. Because uh, one of the things I've been doing during lockdown, which I used to do years ago and just picked up again, is meditation. And, and breathing is a real big part of meditating. And that really does work. And the other thing she was talking about was the whole thing about walking away. Um, certainly when things get a little bit on top of you or even if we are sort of running into a bit of a creative cul-de-sac, I always call it. Uh, where you, you're trying to think of something and you can't come up with a solution. And the harder you try, the harder it gets. Do you know what I mean? I totally know what you mean, um, and I, I, it's actually reminded me to make sure that I, I continue to do that um, because uh, going for a walk is such a powerful thing to do, uh, and it's so often that you're so busy. Well, I, I, you know, I'm so busy and I'm a very driven person, so I will just keep going, going, and going, and before I know it, I haven't got out of the house. So. Um, it, it works every single time. Every time I take the dog out for a walk, I reflect upon what's happened for the day, it clears my head, and then actually what I can do is come back and do an hour's work, which is effectively three hours. It would have taken me three hours before without a clear head. So Yeah, and that walking thing, or, or just getting outside of your business, is so important. And actually, I know we've spoken on previous episodes before about my 4.30 running habit, mm, um, but when I, go ru- when I go running, I get my best ideas when I go running because I haven't got anything else to think about yeah really powerful thing to do so paul now's our shout out time every week we big up a business who we have been talking to on social media so who have we got this week paul so i'm going to big up nadia wyatt not sure i pronounced that right is it nadia or nadia how do people pronounce it different ways but you know who you are she is the billericke counselor and when I looked at her thing and she said she's the Billericay councillor, I thought, oh, does that mean she's a, like a sort of, a, she's in cabinet or something or she's a politician of some kind? But no, uh, she talks about mental health, wellness and awareness. Uh, and she, so she's a therapist counsellor uh, based in Billericay. But get this, this is the flash mm-hmm. part, right? 
She's she's also got a clinic in Spain. Oh wow, that's amazing! And she's got pictures of it on her website and stuff. She's got a clinic in Marbella and one in Basildon. They're not quite the same, are they? <laughs> Love it! Brilliant. Well, one marginally more glamorous than the other, I think. So bless you, Nadia. Thanks for getting in touch. We'll put a little link to your website on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Big Little Business Show. You can also find us on Instagram as well. It's the same thing, at Big Little Business Show. VoiceOver Man's going to be here in a little while to give you a whole bunch of other information how you can get in touch with us, where you can find us, how you can subscribe, and how you can leave us a review, which will be lovely because it makes us bigger in podcast land. Uh, so we're all done here. Until next time, great job, Claire. Great job. Oh, yeah, you did it. <laughs> the things you make me do. Love seriously. that. Love that. <laughs> You've been listening to The Big Little Business Show with Paul Mumford and Claire Horsley. You can subscribe to get the latest episodes via iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, and everywhere you find your favourite podcasts. Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show. The Big Little Business Show is a PM2 Media and Excel Networking production.